Welcome, Welcome to Pottercast, the official podcast of the Leaky Cauldron. The Leaky Cauldron. The Leaky Cauldron. You hear that, uh? The Leaky Cauldron. And now, Leaky's own, Melissa and Ellie. Welcome, Potter Progeny, to Pottercast number 33. In this episode, we have a modcast about the Dursleys, a lot of craziness in the mailbag as usual, and a lot more. There are a lot of clues about what's coming up on Pottercast in the next couple of weeks in our in our wrap-up at the end. We, um, we're going through not so much a transition, but we've got some new, new stuff kicking around. We also have the beginning of our, our second impersonations contest, starting with this broadcast. Find the details in the wrap-up as well. And we also have some information about when our next call-in show will be. So we hope you enjoy it. Now, it's also it's the beginning of the month again, so if you haven't, we would really appreciate it if you went over to Pottercast.com and used the form at the top of the page to vote for us at Podcast Alley, if you like. Thanks so much, guys, and we hope you enjoy the show. Listening to the news? Again? As if a normal boy cares what's on the news. Hello, everyone. Here's the latest Harry Potter news headlines for this first week of April. There was some good book-related news this week as Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince was named Book of the Year at the British Book Awards that were held recently in London. Congratulations! Author J.K. Rowling attended this event to pick up her award, and when she was interviewed, she did decline revealing the title of Book 7, Draft, but she did say that she's enjoying writing this last book in the Harry Potter series, and it is coming along nicely. Actor Jason Isaacs, who portrays Lucius Malfoy in the Potter films, also attended this event where he presented the Popular Fiction Award. You can see multiple media now from this event, including some new, superb high-res photos of Joe, who looks gorgeous at these awards, and you can see them in our galleries. The biggest news of interest to fans this week did have to come from jkrowling.com, which is the author's official website. It came in the sense that the door to her office section on the site has now been opened. For those who have never experienced this before, there is usually a Do Not Disturb sign hanging on the office door, and in a rare event, this sign is now gone. Readers have to solve a kind of challenging puzzle to open the door, and once you do, well, we don't want to spoil it too much, but it is another fun and challenging activity waiting for you. At the time of this recording, the door does remain open, and readers who take part in this activity are still awaiting some further developments stemming from this. While in the past, the door opening on her website has always meant some new information regarding upcoming books may be on the way. And while we do not know if this means new Book 7 info is coming, whatever it is, stay tuned to LeakyNews.com as we will bring any updates the moment it happens. Turning to film news now, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire was deemed favorite movie at the Kids' Choice Awards from Nickelodeon. The Harry Potter novels also won as best book. Congratulations! Speaking of Goblet of Fire, we do have a few pieces of news relating to the release of the DVD for this movie. Actors Rupert Grint and James and Oliver Phelps were in Rome for a Harry Potter movie marathon that was held in conjunction with the release of the Goblet of Fire DVD in Italy recently, and we now have some video of them attending this event where they met some very happy fans and answered a few questions. Also, an Australian morning show that was promoting the release of the Goblet DVD in that country broadcast a new set visit video that contains some new actor interviews. Dan Ratcliffe, who plays Harry, notes that if he doesn't have a successful film career, he will turn to TV news and become a weatherman. (laughs) And Emma said that she just filmed a scene for Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, where she, as Hermione, blasts Ron and slams him against the back wall with a spell for making a patronizing, sexist remark. You go, girl. (laughs) You can find the links to watch all these videos on our website. 
As we said, filming is now ongoing for Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, and we saw a new release date rumor for this fifth film. Box Office Mojo updated their date to say that the release date for Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix was to be July 13th of 2007. While this is a possibility, of course, please consider this still a rumor, as it has not yet been verified by Warner Brothers, and we will update with more on this when we can, of course. Well, for the latest and the best Harry Potter news on the web, you can find it all at leakynews.com, which is updated daily. There's another jam-packed show ahead, so let's get right to it. Enjoy! Welcome, guys, to Pottercast number 33. 33. 33. Three, 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 double, not, yeah, double threes. Double threes. If it was triple threes, wow. Whoa. We'd, we'd, like, we'd be a little old. A jackpot of some sort. We'll have to play those those numbers in Vegas. That'll be fun. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't think there are threes in slot machines. It's sevens, right? It's sevens, but it, there there are a lot of different things. You know, there's sevens yeah. on some machines. There's fives on others. There's bars. There's cherries. There. Oh, I could go on. Wow. Awesome. Oh man. Well, maybe do they let you take video cameras inside casinos? Mm, well, yeah, mm. they do. They they let you take cameras and video cameras, but you can't point them toward where the live games are going on, the cards and the craps oh. and the roulette. You can't do that. Uh, but if well, like we can take video of us playing the slots. Yeah. Sweet. And pictures next to the slots and that kind of thing. Awesome. We can take a picture of the Muggle Boys next to the slots to use as blackmail. Come here, guys. We've got special permission. Just stand right there. Smile. It'd be funnier to have a fake, a very bad Photoshop of them next to the slot machines looking sad. <laughs> there is plenty for them to do around mm-hmm. that hotel. Yeah. There's the Irish pub. Oh, wait, they can't do that. Oh, darn. Oh. <laughs> but Are you kidding me? If we make them feel too bad, they're going to have so many little volunteer friends for the week. Yeah, that's my entertaining them till their hearts content. That's my concern. We're gonna have a great time. So we are, and the RSVPs are still coming in. So if you haven't done it yet, send an email to hplive at gmail dot com. So that and make sure that you tell us if you're coming or if you're planning on coming to the live podcast on July 29th at the JW Marriott in Las Vegas, Nevada. How many people are in your party, and who is registered and who is not? So if like you're five people and three people are registered, be sure to note that we need a tally so that we can plan how many people we need to accommodate if there's too many. There is a plan in place that will satisfy everybody if there's too many people who show up. But if you don't tell us that you're coming, we won't think we need that plan, and, and we won't do it. So send your emails. Yes, please. Very Excellent. important. Well, good stuff. We got Vegas out of the way for this week. Yeah. yeah. We talked a lot about the Vegas last week. Yeah, I'm feeling so sad for everybody who can't go. I'm not because we're gonna have we're gonna have so much video and so much camera and so much. Oh yeah, you're right. So much mm-hmm. footage and a ton of podcasts. You guys who are not going, don't worry. We we are planning on giving you lots of stuff to yes, listen to and see. Absolutely, and I I did. We don't have to use this if you disagree, but I, I have looked into a way to broadcast the podcast live online as it's happening for people through this little service Uh, that we used to use back in high school for our football games will it handle as many people as we need oh yeah it's 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 a service that does this for live events that we wouldn't be bigger than anything that they've ever seen before well then we need then we need to like make a promise that when people hear that 
They'll let us yeah. make the MP3 that goes out onto the feed and not use that to start passing around like crazy because we it's going to yeah. be fixed and it'll be much better sounding. Well, no, it's, it's streaming actually is how it works. Yeah, they can't but, really download it if they want. Yeah, to, but you can Trixie. you can record it. I can record streaming streaming audio on my computer. People can record yeah. it. There's you know so just just. If we provide that service, just hang on for the MP3. It'll be up very soon after the podcast, we promise. Yeah. That'd be fantastic if that can happen, because I'd love to talk to the squeers and everybody that can't be there, so it'd be awesome. Yeah. It'd be cool. It'd be great. It'd be really cool. So, okay, let's, let's, do, let's do Harry Potter news this week. What's going yeah. on? Oh, yeah. Harry Potter oh. stuff. Well, what's Harry Potter <laughs> stuff? Yeah. I know, I'm kidding. <laughs> there was a minor thing that happened, you know, just a kind of minor thing. That crazy blonde lady. All the time. Yeah, she was up to it again. Okay, before, before anything, have you seen the pictures from the British Book Awards? <gasps> she looked gorgeous. There's oh, a, my goodness. Gosh. There's this one picture that we put up late that's like has her like turn, like looking over her shoulder mm-hmm. that I swear is the most beautiful picture of her that's ever been taken. I don't know what, and, and that wasn't like made up like like with the Tatler. This was like, you know how she actually looked in person mm-hmm. so th- i think with all people who aren't rich and then become rich there's a there's a time when you become not only <laughs> comfortable in your life but you found the right stylist you figure out you know what looks best and you just mm-hmm. become so it, it's happened with a lot of stars if you if you look over oh, their yeah, trajectories mm-hmm. and I, I think joe's hit that point where she just looks the best she's ever looked and it's it's nice it's nice to see it all working for her it is you know, and i just a seen- very pretty lady Yes, I agree. I think she's also just comfortable. I mean, she's at a good point in her life. Life is so good for her. I just think that inner happiness, I know it sounds dorky, but that inner happiness in her is just showing through and she just radiates. With just, she's gorgeous. Yeah, she really does. Yeah, you know? Yes. Awesome. See, I would know this better than anybody because as you've all seen by now at um, Melissa and Emerson's wedding, I got to walk down the aisle with Joan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> as being the accompanying usher to her bridesmaidness. Well, she requested that. As No We Love Her 42, she made sure. Yes. Well, that, girl knows, that girl knows what's up. Yeah. Oh, Joe was in the wedding party but Neil wasn't. <laughs> yeah. No, Neil, you, you got a good seat, though. He did. And I tell you what, Neil was having, we had a good time at, back over in the bar, so they were fun. We were walking <laughs> out at the reception. It was fun. You were in the party soon. Oh, yeah. But, you know, it was awesome. It was Neil, great. for all of you guys not familiar with him, big partier. Yeah. So he and Sue. <laughs> Those anesthesiologists, sh- man, they can, I know. They can really yeah. shake it up. <laughs> Those seemingly yes. mild-mannered doctors, woohoo! Yeah, and they, and they they never pass out. They know better. No, because <laughs> that's work. <laughs> they work okay. At home. Uh, I hope that you all had fun this April Fools. I really hope. Yes. Because we had so much fun. But the thing that really cracked me up was everybody saying, "When is this going to end? I'm bored. When's it going to end, guys? It's April Fools." day yeah not like minute or hour or second it's april fool's day but we had so much fun with the muggle boys i don't know the whole thing was just hilarious and you broke our servers <laughs> you did. we haven't had that that's it really takes us back to when we used to break yeah 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 well it's because our our forum server is only on one server whereas the other ones are balanced and so it wouldn't happen on the main site but it would happen on the server and the yeah. the, the, the forum thing was such a last minute addition that we didn't we didn't stop to think that wait a second our site is going yeah. to break, and sh- yeah. sure enough, yeah, boom. Well, I mean, the Chamber of Secrets form is such a small form, and we didn't really <laughs> yeah. think <laughs> little tiny little shutting that down and telling them to come over to us would really have any consequence. They shut down for the day. 
Yeah. <laughs> it was like a perfect think, storm of server explosions. I think the chamber secrets form is is a whole building of computers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so. We're on a on a very pretty little shiny machine, but it yeah. is machine singular. And they're on but they're in like machine farm. Yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah so we had it we had a ball. I mean, when we can't poke fun at ourselves, you can't have fun at all. Yes. Well, you guys did great work. And that stuff, wow. working your little tails off. It was I, hilarious. I got to ride a wall of shame. Yeah, <laughs> you, you were riding that. That was so funny. <laughs> it was me, hilarious. It made me so happy because it's something we don't do on Leaky. I, I know. Maybe we should one day. But what but those we were it? real emails, though? That's oh, the, oh, the yeah. Every single one of them came into Emerson forever <laughs> at Gmail. <laughs> I'm sitting there going, you guys are just trying to get on this page, aren't you? You're just trying. And we got yeah. hundreds, hundreds lunatic That's craziness. And we also have got over five hundred, uh, probably more, but I don't have the final count. At the IM, we left an IM up all day. <laughs> oh God, yeah, it's a hilarious picture. <laughs> wow, yeah, it was poor Andrew there. He's like getting buried by him swamped. Yeah, it's <laughs> oh, pretty awesome. Everybody's directing their complaints to Andrew at staff, yeah, poor which guy. doesn't exist. Andrew at staff dot Oh, you tricksy. It doesn't exist because I didn't want him to get swamped. That would have been funny too. Yeah, would have been very funny. Anyway, oh, wow. April Fools was a blast, and hopefully next week we can do ourselves. Yeah. I don't know. Getting fakely married is pretty, pretty hard big. to top. <laughs> there are people who really believed yeah. it. You guys, well, there's a big ship for you guys out there. I guess so. I don't know. Yep. I'm sorry. I love Emerson and all, but <laughs> I need something yeah. different. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> No, no younger men. No, no. Well, <laughs> age, she's not saying age, that. Nine, not nineteen him. is pushing it. I gotta say, yeah. nineteen is pushing it. And you'd have you'd have Aaron two ends all up on I your be stuff. All up on my stuff, indeed. Oh, <laughs> for Aaron, I like her a lot. So uh, I'm not taking your man, Aaron. Don't worry about it. <laughs> well, geez, what else? Um, much what? else happening other than the big website update? No, with we Joan? didn't talk about the website update yet. No, no. <laughs> who's that? There was that minor oh little minor little thing. Well, that... <laughs> Joe is the most evil person alive. She's got hundreds of thousands of web of Harry Potter fans taking like a wizarding SAT. I love that yeah. woman. Let's let's explain to him, boys. On her on her website, she has her office or her room of requirement. There's usually a, a sign that hangs on there that says "Do not disturb." This week, poof. The sign was gone, and it was quite the quite the trick to get in there. Then we had to do that. What was that test called? What was it? Wombat. Wombat. This is an ordinary magic basic aptitude test. Is that actually in the books, though? I think that is. I've, I've heard it somewhere before. It's not the first time. I think it was in book six. Mm. I think it... God, we suck. <laughs> I don't know. I should have looked that up, but... Yes, you've got to start sure studying book six. trivia challenge in Luma, so you have to start studying. Well, well after... See, I'm knocking out two birds with one stone here. I'm... I'm on my exercise regime. I'm I'm uh, working out two the Harry Potter books on oh, CD, cool. trying out the the Stephen Fry version for the first time. Let me tell you, I am um, good stuff. I actually might have an announcement sometime soon relating to that kind of thing, but I don't want to jinx uh-huh. it. I don't want to oh. jinx it, but um. Well, that's that was a good tease right there. Yeah, it was. I haven't well, told anybody about it yet. You Taking that that's news to me. That taking that test, though, felt to me was like an exercise in, in, like, brushing up. Because there were some animals that I had forgotten about and and some other plants and things and potions that I had forgotten about. So, for me, that was a good refresher course. 
Yeah. yeah, I was just going through yeah. old things just this week, and I found my old uh, Fantastical Beasts and where to find them in mm-hmm. Quidditch Throughout the Ages that yeah. I have to brush up on as well. That test would have stumped Steve. I think so. I wondered, though. I thought, man, maybe she's been paying attention or talking to Steve, because there were like two of them. I had no idea. Just it's none. I None. Incredible. Oh, two of them. Nice. I was... Oh, there were many of them that I was just like, well... All right. <laughs> I wish they one. made Harry Potter seen it that hard because oh, that game is as cool as that game was. It's too easy. It no, is. but it just showed you how she how she pays attention to the a obsessed b adult because if under yeah. a certain age you do not know these things. Yeah, yeah. My, my child, my my child got very frustrated. Well, it was just too hard for him. It was just too. It was an adult. It was yeah. not. She knows the kind of people who are going to sit and take that test are the kind of people who are probably a little bit older. Yeah, that's, yeah. True. But, that's true. But but there was something I don't know what a what is a proposal and some, some of these other plants I still I mean the names I struggle enough with names as it is but mm. some of these I was like what is this Yeah, no idea. No. Oh well. But we're waiting for our results and we're hopeful we'll get them soon. And she's just do Joe, you, you rock. Do you rock. think it was an April Fool's joke? No, I, don't, I can't uh, imagine what the joke is that we got that we she fooled us into taking this test for no reason. I don't think she'd give us a key. Clearly, those keys were like were like encoded whatever keys mm-hmm. for X many people, so they are going to correspond to something. Uh, yeah. Well, here we are absolutely dating the show, but yeah, because by release, yeah, we may know whether or not it was. My right. guess is, I still think that it is. Do I you? still think that it's a joke. Because and if it's not a joke, then maybe it was a, a lost opportunity to really mess with millions of people. But I think that so many people would be mad that they spent a lot of time and that energy and yeah. stuff. That she, and not, not that she wouldn't do it because it would make people mad. I just don't think she likes to really screw with the fans. She yeah. likes to have them have fun and have and have them figure things out and, and laugh about it. But I don't think she would do something that, that was completely pointless. Well, that, I mean, the quiz was still fun. It was fun, but... I mean, that, people take quizzes for no reason all the time about Harry yeah, Potter. Yeah, but it's different. Yeah. No, I mean, every time that she, every single time that she's opened that door, we have gotten new information. Right. That has been, so I, I do not believe that she's going to change course. That I think that's her, her plan with that, with that whole office is to actually give us information. Now, I'm hopeful that we're going to get the title just because so many obsessive fans that we are. We zoomed in on that newspaper on her desk, like yeah. down there, and it, and it kind of it said like Harry Potter, and we've all kind of decided that it says and book seven so hopefully we're hoping mm. joe we want the title <laughs> well that would make sense too and that there's only going to be so many more reasons for her to open up that door yeah so if she has to spread out the book title into two or more openings of the door then that's nice and that's just yeah. a, little, a little more fun along the way absolutely while you, while there's still opportunities to do that yeah oh god guys it really is all coming to an end isn't it and that just makes me sadder than I can say. No, I refuse to think of it that way. I just think of it as that still, we're still got a way to go yet. Yeah. You know? We have a lot of fun to have still with the two movies yeah. that are left and, you know, three yeah. movies that are left, but after the book, there'll be two probably. Yeah. And then and then the new uh, Harry Potter TV series on the on the WB. <laughs> oh, my God. To be announced in no. four or five years. What do you think about this rumored release date, 7-13-07 for the movie, not the book, the movie? I, I was really surprised by that because I thought, if anything, the book would come out in the summer. Me too. I can't... Wait, for the movie? Yeah. yeah. Box office box office mojo, mojo, which is pretty reliable, which is why we yeah. we, re- we report this stuff. Um, right. 
We're talking about books. The sixth one or the seventh the one? The fifth one. Fifth one. Oh, Order of the Phoenix. One. Order of the yeah. Phoenix. Seven thirteen oh seven, which would really squash the seven seven oh seven rumor. Yes, it would. Yeah. Because there's no way they're releasing a book right before oh a movie. It would be pandemonium. It would be total. Uh, yeah. I can't even imagine that. I, I can't. And I know people yeah. think that that would be like Cowtown to corporate whatever. No, I, I think mm. it's only only smart not to. Sure cause that kind of havoc you can't split people's national attention into the book and the movie you know mm-hmm. give it a couple of months confused. yeah it'd be so hard to run an effective campaign for anything other than just harry potter month yeah i mean look at look at this this year this year was manic but perfect that july there was the book and then in november we had the film there was a perfect amount mm-hmm. of time so if that's when the exactly. film's coming out then the book huh, i mean book three came out in september yeah yeah would she put it out like yeah like maybe september 1st oh that would be cool that would be That'd be neat, yeah. You know, I don't know um, though, because is that ho- is that a holiday in the UK? Because isn't that usually like our Labor Day weekend, or is that before? I don't know. I don't, know. I don't think I don't think it's a holiday in the UK. Is it, is it a Flag Day? I don't know. No, John, it's not. <laughs> I just wanted to say Flag I Day. I know. <laughs> Who has Flag Day anyway? What? Is that Canada? Don't we have Flag Day? I think we have no, Flag we Day, have but flag it's not like day. a national big deal. Like cities always have like Flag Day. I don't know. We had a Flag Day in no, Ohio. I think Flag I Day know. is a big deal somewhere. I think it's Canada. If we have any Canadian listeners, which I guess is a possibility, I think we do. We do. Shoot we us do. an email. Oh, I'm really curious. I'm sure we're going to get plenty of emails. Thanks, John. <laughs> yeah. Plenty of them. I know. Oh my. All right, people. I, I don't. I don't even want to think about when the next book's coming out because I don't. I, I just want to. I want to not know. I'm not ready. No. We've not done nearly enough podcast yet. No. Well, Pottercast isn't going to end the last the day that the book comes I out. I told you guys, when that book leaves no. my hands, when I put it down, I'm retiring from everything Pottercast goodbye. You're so full no of it, it's not even funny. <laughs> we, we are going to come in April your house, and I'm going to sit on you until you talk on this Pottercast, so there's no escaping. Yeah. No. No, he's, he's full of it. Don't listen. I don't listen to him. Do you listen to him? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's... just I love you. But we it brings up a good you. point. Reminded of, of the, the coming tapering down of the Harry Potter world. We, we want to do a lot more book stuff here on, mm-hmm. on Pottercast. And so the format's going to be a little bit of a shakeup for the next... We don't. It's not like a big changeover or anything, but we have a couple of ideas that we're trying to coordinate and put into progress, and that's where our energies are going behind the scenes. So there are some segments that we're not putting a lot of energy in at the moment, such as Extendable Years. Yeah. Because we're worrying about some other stuff right now, and I think that you will enjoy what we're trying to put together oh a gosh. lot when we get it together. So, oh my gosh. give us some patience for a few weeks. That's how it's going to be. Ugh. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. I mean, because after all, we are here. I, I love the films, but we're here because of a book. So, right. of course. Be good. Be fun. Yeah, be a nice, fair, and balanced, the most trusted name in Bobbercast. Podcast <laughs> news. Most trusted name in podcast. It's be, yeah, well, um, that didn't make any sense. Fair and balanced. Books and books and movies and websites. Oh my. Fair and balanced. Like that. Hey, speaking yeah. of speaking of balanced and all, have you guys taken a look at our galleries lately? Those little teeny oh things gosh. or the big giganormous kickbook galleries? I cannot even imagine. I I have to do a, a gigabyte count and see how many gigabytes they're taking up. Right now they are nineteen. I mean, there might be more by the time this comes out. Nineteen thousand images. I don't Rock even. Rock on. That is a junk ton. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. I can't wait to make my avatar for for. The Goblet of Fire. It's going to be the whole movie. Well, we recently up- uploaded <laughs> screen caps from the entire film, 
and screen caps from the deleted scenes and whatnot because we have a new gallery's image manager. Her name is Mary Ham. And I'm Mary Ham. Hey, Mary. Woohoo! Let me tell you, I found her because I was goofing around on Live Journal and I found this Live Journal that had all these amazing pictures. And I thought to myself, who is getting these pictures? She's incredible. And so I emailed her and said, you know, you, you seem like our kind of nut. Mm-hmm. And do you, do you want to come work for us? And she was so excited. She just threw everything up in the air and said, yes, right away. And it was awesome. It's just one, of, it's like one of those finds, you know, when you find mm-hmm. somebody that you know is perfect for a job. And she has brought tens of thousands now of pictures to these galleries. Yeah, for sure. I still have several thousand on my computer to upload into the new system from our changeover. She has at least seven or eight thousand more to oh my gosh. bring into the system. Oh dolly and a half. I don't think I'm being unreasonable when I say we either are or will be shortly the largest Harry Potter image gallery online. I think I think we can start saying that. I mean, I that's just I mean that's stunning. When you think about it, that's an incredible mm-hmm. amount of of imagery. So wow. Basically, from the first and the fourth film, if there's any moment of it you want, we've got an image of it. Yes. But but they're just not movies too though. We have book scans, we have the art, you know, the artwork is just incredible. A ton of high res oh, yes. stuff. A ton oh. of high res stuff. All the I, actors' wanna... appearances and that kind of thing, they're mostly all high res. It's just and amazing. We've got so much of Joe now from all Peters of Joe have if you want to print out and plaster your bedroom walls with pictures of Joe <laughs> like my room. You have everything you need to do that. Yeah. Uh, or you could put Jason Isaacs too, which I well, they Perhaps look a might have done like, that, but I don't know. And, well, that's a long blonde hair. And yeah. when you're done surfing the galleries, if you want to have some image fun and go over, we have a link on the main page of our galleries to our galleries forum where Marauding Dawn, yes. used to, who used to be known as Marauding Dawn, now we call her Galleries Dawn or something. She came on a couple of months ago just to help us moderate this small little gallery we had like in the interim before the changeover mm-hmm. to moderate the comments because they were getting out of control. And she went and she started moderating it. And now since the changeover, she... She, she went into this forum and started making caption contests and started having avatar fun and starting having featured galleries of the week and giving updates and people are enjoying the heck out of it and she's made it a whole little a whole little thing so if you check out you know what we'll put a link in the show notes to that forum because she does such a great job that I want people to know about it yeah it's Good tremendous stuff. so thank it you is. Don and Mary it's tremendous well should we uh, start moving on with it what else do we have coming up for everybody this week? It's uh, 33. We have a podcast about some stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, we've had to put up a whole new site for April Uh, Fool's Day. We're a little bit... A little bit out of the loop. I'll I'll make sure it goes into into the intro, so at this point you already know what's in the fan interview in the podcast. Let's make a guess. Let's let's guess what the podcast is about. It's about... Um, Strawberry Jam. I'm going to guess something maybe we'll do with April Fool's. No, I something actually think that, they're going to do something serious, weren't they? I well, they know. are definitely the most serious people on podcast now. They're still hilarious, but yes, they are. Yeah. But they talk some great book stuff. They do yeah, some they great do. stuff. But and yeah, some, they they podcasted about um, something stellar, I'm sure. And lots of fun in the mailbag again. Oh yeah. Oh yes, lots always. Of fun in the mailbag. <laughs> hey guys, let's let's decide very soon and post on Linky when the call-in cast will be because I think instead of recording more mailbag for. Next week we should do another call on cast. Okay, let's do it. Let's let's pick a, a date. Great idea. Let's look at the calendar. Well, we have to talk to Kristen because I think she should be in on this. Okay, because Easter's coming up though, so we have to. We can't do it the fifteenth, right? Yes. So. No, let's not do it the fifteenth. Yeah. That's when taxes are to, due and everybody's busy. I have to. Yeah. I have a lot of eggs to paint by then. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna make. You have said enough Easter eggs. about eggs <laughs> for the rest of your life. 
<laughs> You're the one that brought that up. <laughs> and that's all we're saying on that topic. Because it has been Whoa. censored. John Noe. I have no idea what you're even talking about. I'm glad. About. It means that you didn't get the right download. So you didn't get the incorrect download. So that's good. Let's go. Let's go. Oh, Did you just now. get it? <laughs> yeah, okay, totally good. Get off forums if you want to know what uh, this is about, because I'm sure it will turn up there. Oh Shall we move on? Yes, In the fan corner, a one-on-one interview with a new lucky fan each week. Not me. Not Hermione. You. Hello. I am here today with Jose. LeBlanc, otherwise known as Jose Medalia on the forums, and we are here today to talk about something that many fans here at the Leaky Lounge do, Harry Potter crafting. Hello, Jose. How are you doing today? I'm doing very fine, thanks. And how are you? I'm doing excellent. So I don't know if today you just want to start off by talking about how you did get into Harry Potter. Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, well, it, it all started off in 1999, I think. Um, the French translation of uh, Prisoner of Azkaban came out, and my boyfriend, my, my brother, sorry, told me about Harry Potter se- the, the Harry Potter series, saying, you know, you should really read this. It's a very good story and everything. Um, I told him, like, oh, no, you know, stories about magic and wizards, and they're, they're not really my type. And I went back to reading whatever I was re- reading by, back then, um, but then in the winter of 2001, I took a job as a tutor and two of my clients were twin girls who needed help in um, French reading comprehension. I thought it might, you know, mod- motivate them to work on books they liked. And so I asked, asked them what they were reading. And um, to my great annoyance, they were both reading Harry Potter. Wow. Uh, one was reading uh, Harry Potter à l'école des sorciers, uh, which is prisoner... Uh, a philosopher's Stone or Sorcerer's Stone, and the other was reading um, Harry Potter et la Chambre des Secrets, which is Chamber of Secrets. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I grudgingly borrowed those books from my brother again, and I started reading them, and of course I got instantly hooked. Uh, I read the first two books, I think, in like two or three days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, while I was studying full-time at Cégep, which is our college here in Quebec, um, I would have read the other two, but um, I felt it would have affected my grades very badly because I would just stop doing everything yeah. else when I read a Potter book. Um, yeah. I believe I read the, the other two during the March break, and then I reread mm-hmm. them in English in August or September, I think, 2001. Uh, discovered the, the online fandom community, and the rest is history, I guess. Yeah, you were, I was reading on your live journal that you have 40 different copies of the books in English and uh, French and yeah. many other. Yeah, I have them in Spanish, I have them in German, I have them uh, in Portuguese, I have uh, the American Collector's Edition, I have the American Regular. Wow. Yeah, my sister makes fun of me for having both the hardcover and the softcover. Well, Never mind, she can just come to my languages. place and she'll uh, think you're very normal. <laughs> <laughs> Now, also, um, as we are here to talk about Harry Potter crafts, um, I do a one form of crafts that are, you know, online graphics. Some people do fan art. What sort of crafts do you do, not only in the Harry Potter world, but outside of? Uh, well, principally, like, I've always been really crafty. Um, I started off crafting by, well, I was around nine, I think. What sort of made you think, oh, you know, I like crafting, I like Harry Potter. I should really start 
putting the two together and making different Harry Potter crafts? Um, well, the idea to combine um, Harry Potter and crafts came because of the lounge, actually. Um, oh. It was, uh, first it was Liluna, uh, I hope I pronounced that right. Uh, she started a thread in the room of requirements at the end of May. Um, she said that, you know, we should all get together and si send uh, Joe Rowling a birthday project uh, present. And so I suggested that we make uh, padded photo albums using the Harry Potter fabrics um, and fill them with member pictures and letters to Joe, you know. Um, that project was put on hold because obviously it was May and Havla Prince was just about to get released. Um, and it is still on hold because uh, it's a project that, that would need to be uh, approved and overlooked by admins and mods at the lounge. And we all know how busy you all are, so that's why it was put on hold. Um, and then um, Narnia, Narnia uh, came to me back in July because she had found a Harry Potter cross-stitching pattern. It was uh, Harry Potter catching the snitch. And... Uh, she thought the pattern was in French and wanted my help with the translation, as I'm uh, an English or French translator, but I can do backwards mm -hmm. also. Uh, turns out the pa pattern was in Spanish, but my, my third language is Spanish, and uh, her knowledge of cross-stitching and my knowledge of uh, Spanish, like that combined, we managed to figure it all out. And I thought that pattern looked really uh -huh. nice, and so I decided to self-teach myself to cross-stitch. And so that's wow. where I, I thought, you know, we should really combine those two. They, they make a really yeah. nice couple. Wow. Now, um, you have started a Yahoo craft group called Harry Potter Crafts, which I am a member of. There are a lot of different members. That some of them do, you know, I do more visual online things, whereas there are a lot of members who do more physical cross-stitch and different things like that. Um, can you give us some background of that group, different activities that they do, things like that? Uh, yeah, well, um, at the group there are uh, files uh, where we can have a little tutorials um, teaching you how to do a certain things. Uh, there mm -hmm. aren't that many. Um, right now, I, I know I created a file um, teaching people how to do uh, the paddle, padded uh, photo albums. Mm -hmm. um, then there are pictures, loads of pictures, um, some, that, yeah. uh, some uh, are uh, projects that member did. Mm -hmm. um, others are uh, pictures I kind of uh, sneaked uh, uh, from <laughs> craster.org. Craster um, yeah. I, I typed uh, Harry Potter in the search box there and I got loads of pictures. So I thought I might share them with the members so that they could get inspiration. Um, we also have swaps uh, going on from time to time. Um, yep. And there are loads of links because um, there was, well, I think it was last weekend. I just got into a linking frenzy. And so Crafting mode. <laughs> I, I posted about mm -hmm. 90 new links to the group. So, um, yeah, find a lot of the links that you post in there are helpful because sometimes people will see these crafts and they'll go, wow, you know, I can do that. A lot of people that, you know, for instance, I can't cross stitch to save my life. But I'll look at some of these different crafts and be like, you know, that makes a lot of sense. And you there are directions there, so if, you know, you kind of need some help as you go along the way, there's something that you can, you know, you can follow along and start, you can start with smaller things and then you can get up to bigger things. So it's something that's all, it's definitely cool and something to get interested in. Uh, do you have any examples of perhaps knitting? 
yes, knitting, there's loads and loads and loads and loads of things you can do. Uh, there are a lot of patterns that are available for free um, on the net. You can check out the um, knitting thread in the Butterbeer Banter section. There, are, I, I put in a lot of knitting links there. Uh, but in short, you can do uh, scarves in either um, first two movies design where you have uh, large equal stripes or movie three and four designs, um, which are a little different. You can make Weasley sweaters. You can make... I want a Weasley sweater. <laughs> yeah. Now, how about for those of us who, you know, aren't as good with the, the needle and the thread... What kind of miscellaneous sort of stuff do you have? Uh, well, there are lots of things that can fit in that category. I've seen uh, monster books. I've seen uh, monster books uh, purse purses. Um, Astra, uh, one of our group members, uh, showed us how to make time turners, which which looks amazing. Uh, and another uh, member, Amy, found some cute little charm uh, hourglasses, which are quite nice. Uh, you can make pensieves. Um, Astarte made, made one, which is a, another group member, and they're really nice. Uh, you can make uh, wands, wooden boxes of all sorts. You can make coasters. Uh, you can make uh, all sorts of uh, jewelry items. Uh, you can stencil T-shirts. You can make uh, books, bookmarks of all shapes and sizes. Uh, I've seen lighters. Uh, I've seen handmade books, which are really quite nice. Uh, you can make uh, house magnets. Uh, port keys, cool books, um, the list can go on and on and on, but I guess I'll stop here. <laughs> Thanks for talking about sort of the Harry Potter craft world and what different things we can do. Are you ready for the infamous live or die segment? Oh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> okay, first of all, we'll start off perhaps with something sort of easy, Harry. Uh, I hope that Harry will live. Um, I don't want him to, to yeah. die. If he does, I'll dry my eyes out or something. I will also be very, very sad. Now, how about Ron? Ron must live. I, I'm I'm a one whole big Weasley family supporter, so mm -hmm. none of the Weasley... None of the, all the can, Weasleys are going to make leave. it? Yeah, they can't die. Now, how about Hermione? Well, Hermione needs to be with Ron, so she yep. needs to be part of the whole big Weasley family, so she can't die as well. I Good to see Ron... We're on the same train of thought there. <laughs> yeah. Okay. How about Voldemort? Uh, this is a tough one because I, I don't think that he will die. It's really tough. <laughs> I, I just don't know. I, I, I'd like him to die, but I don't know. <laughs> okay. Well, we're kind of out of time here. So I'm just going to say thank you very much for joining us. And I hope you had a good time. It was very nice to interview and you gave us lots of good ideas. Oh, well, so, thank you very much. Thanks. See you in the lounge. Okay, bye. Bye. And now, straight from the Leaky Lounge, this week's Modcast. Oh, dear, we are in trouble. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Modcast. This is Jason, known on the forums as the Guru of Sloth. This is Kim, the ever-creatively titled. Kim what? Oh, Kim M. Parker. <laughs> this is Lorraine Damerel otherwise known as Asphodel Wormwood. And today, we're going to be doing all about the Dursleys. And to start us off, I thought I'd read something that, when I first read it, I thought was quite funny. And then I realised what Vernon was actually saying. <laughs> um, well, said Uncle Vernon, recalling Harry to his surroundings. 
What now? Have they sentenced you to anything? Do your lot have the death penalty? He added as a hopeful afterthought. I've got to go to a hearing, said Harry. And they'll sentence you there? I suppose so. I won't give up hope then, said Uncle Vernon nastily. Mm. Yeah, so the Vernons. The Vernons? The Dursleys. <laughs> Vernon in particular. Um, Are exactly Laurie's no, no, type Don't people. really like Harry. They're not, though. They don't, they're not cool. They no. don't wear really cool masks. No. <laughs> well, and don't forget, I mean, they, how it really out, they were proud to say that they are perfectly normal. Thank you very much. I mean, that's our yeah. first interaction not. we get with them. It's like they're so, their normal, normalcy is almost like draws attention to them because it's so like forced. And, and so inflated. You know, they, yeah, they try so hard <laughs> to be what they think is normal that they're so, that it like glares out at you, that it's, it stands out where you know, you would think what they're trying to do is blend in or whatever. One of the things that always interests me is just how, and it's coming up a lot in my room right now, in um, my reading group room, since we're doing the first couple of chapters of uh, Sorcerers and Philosopher's Stone, is just how sadistic they come off. Oh, yeah. And how, I mean, in that first little bit, we've been looking at the first three chapters, so those are what are fresh in everyone's minds, but, and you have, Vernon is so desperate for the letters to never reach Harry, that you know he takes them to the island on the rock, and he takes them. Oh he yeah. Would, it's like a well, mania. He would it... rather inconvenience and you know put his son through discomfort so that Harry can't get these letters. In addition to being just right. completely sadistic towards Harry. I mean, yeah, there's, it's there's, not a normal reaction. You know, you wonder is it is he trying? I mean, is this just almost like <laughs> kind of like a. A mental break where he just like wants to be able to maintain that this stuff doesn't exist or is it more like he refuses to let harry come in touch with these people you know which probably makes more sense yeah, i always thought more it was more that he but... he i mean he obviously harry's been doing weird things his whole life so he obviously yeah he can't be that in denial i think it's more that he just doesn't want him to come into any contact at all with any of these people yeah. because then um why why? Because then he'd have to admit that his perfect little normal life isn't the only thing that's there. Isn't normal. And isn't normal. That it has this right. huge big black mark against him. Yeah. Because I always thought that the reason he did it, because the way I've always seen Vernon, in, the, in a very, very strange way, he loves his family too much. You know, the way he overindulges Dudley. Hmm. The way he he's protecting Petunia and protecting um, is, Dudley. Yeah. Because... Um, I'll probably come to it later, but um, why Petunia, you know, she fears magic, basically, in short, because magic killed her sister and she's seen how destructive it can be. So she fears magic mm. and Vernon picks up on this. And so he starts fearing it, too, because he knows it, it does bad things. He doesn't realize it's just a way of life. It's just it just is. It right. doesn't have to be good or bad. It's just like ordinary life is. And so he tries to protect his family from it. As well as just trying to maintain something normal. Well, my yeah, I think there's something to that. My group has picked up on Go the on idea, and I actually cannot at all take credit for this one. This one I literally stole from reading through the threads this morning. <laughs> um, that if you look at their roles in the beginning, Vernon's almost scared of Petunia at some point. Uh, yeah, definitely. And it's most of the time he's the one in front. Yeah, but but there are just these can, moments she, where he's he's frightened. She seems over. to call the shots behind the scenes. And yeah. you see that they started yeah, bringing I've up. Always tried to work that. They've out. started bringing up uh, the same parts in book five that that Laurie read. But you see these parts, and 
almost some are, some are theorized whether or not it's that fear of magic. He's almost afraid that we know Petunia's not going to do any magic. We've been told that by this point. But he almost, well, mm-hmm. he knows her sister had that. Maybe there's something there yeah. that can be impacting it. But also, I think that some of his protection isn't just that he loves his family. And some of the stuff that he does against Harry is not so much that. It's also that he's seen what magic can do, and he doesn't want that anywhere near his family. Yeah, I think... I mean, it comes so much of what they do is out of fear. And, you know, and this is, again, <laughs> I'm stealing somewhat from, from my reading group, but, you know, people are talking so much about, you know, prejudice in a lot of senses is really like a reaction, you know, a bad reaction to to fear and like kind of a, a shortcut, um, you know, a, a cheap way to deal with to deal with things that you're afraid of or don't understand. Um, you know, it's just to set yourself apart from them. And I think that definitely explains a lot of their behavior. And it makes you wonder, like, what, how much Vernon really knows or understands about the wizarding world or about magic. Mm. And did he have any idea of Petunia's uh, relationship to, you know, to magic, that she had a sister who was a witch before they got married? And, you know, would he have been willing to marry her under those circumstances or, or what? Yeah, because I'd have thought that, given Petunia's reaction, she would have tried to have hidden it from any future family so sure. she could, like, right, I'm going to go get married, I'm going to have my own family, and I'm going to completely sever all ties with any association with magic. But Vernon knows about everything. Right. I mean, so, yes, they did have a baby magically appear on their doorstep. Yeah. But, you know, I mean... But he knew about her family before that, right? Because that yeah, was, like, their greatest fear, did. like, in the first couple of pages yeah. of the book before Harry shows up, that anyone would find out about the Potters. So why did she tell him about it? Or maybe they'd been going out for a long time and he was just round for tea and Lily comes home with maybe that awful boy or some frog spawn or (laughs) anything that could have been a bit, you know, that she couldn't explain away. Oh, that's just my abnormal sister. Oh, no, my sister's just blown something up. (laughs) It makes you wonder that maybe uh, Petunia's, I mean, she was probably always jealous and, probably had a bad reaction against magic but maybe well, I think maybe her attitude has like changed as a result of vernon or like maybe she sought out vernon i think someone who was like the most non-magic yeah. person because i think she's <laughs> almost you think, I what, think she's almost jealous in a lot of ways of lily yeah i mean and oh the definitely. idea of, of seeking out vernon because he is just the complete opposite of what lily's world is yeah. which makes me wonder if maybe she used to not be so much, uh, you know, kindly disposed towards magic, but maybe she didn't have this complete, like, shunning attitude until Vernon kind of was like, well, you know, if you're going to be with me, like, I won't put up well, with Well, I think she nonsense. resented it for a long time. Um, yeah. Because, you know, the way I think she's, just, you know, she's describing her parents, you know, it was Lily this, it was Lily that. Yeah. You know, it wasn't just, I mean, I think if it hadn't have been for, I mean, any parent, if you've got a magical child and you never expect it, your reaction is going to be huge. And that is going to an impact upon a non-magical sure. child. And it's going to be hard. And Petunia took it really badly. Like, probably more talented, better looking. Yeah, I always like, got the know, sense. <laughs> I always got the sense nicer yeah. at sister, you know. Oh, but then maybe, right, and let's go into romance zone. Maybe Vernon comes along and he's like James. He's besotted with this with this Evans girl, Petunia, we're talking about. Okay. And he's really? like, oh, I love you, I love you, I love you. And Petunia's like, wow, someone thinks I'm cool for yeah. not being magical. I'm going to marry this guy. 
And, you know, and I, I still can't explain how she happens to tell Fern and all about yeah. the magical world. But I think it was probably, I don't know, I'm trying to read psychology that I don't know or understand into this. So I'm going to stop now. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's possible, you know, maybe, uh, maybe James or Lily gave it away. Like, you know, maybe... I guess Vernon probably would have met them at some point. <laughs> Maybe James hexed her in front of yeah, Vernon. I mean, you figure James I wish I could do that. grew up in a wizard and he was never never lived in the muggle world. He probably didn't really know how to hide anything. He like, to hex well, my to Harry. I don't know. It's interesting uh, though watching how the how um the relationship with the Dursleys changes over the course of the novels and how their relationship yeah. with Harry changes. I think by book 5 you really do see that Petunia is in charge. He will stay. Mm. She, yeah, it's interesting though because she she really doesn't seem to want to be normally like she she's embarrassed and like she doesn't want to show Vernon that she knows anything. You know, like when she makes a slip about the Dementors, she's like, yeah. oh, oh my gosh, Vernon, like he's gonna hate me now. But then you know when it comes down to it, like there's certain things I guess that maybe from her correspondence with Dumbledore, you know. We could probably do a whole other modcast on all the things that Petunia knows, and and hopefully we'll find out in book seven. But you know, th- there's something that she kind of knows is even more important, I think, than than their sort of stand against magic. That you know, at some point she has to put her foot down, and and Vernon, for whatever reason, respects that, or you know, maybe he knows something too, or he just senses that okay, I can't cross Petunia here. Like, I know her too well. She wouldn't stand up unless mm-hmm. it was a big she deal She chooses her. her battles. She knows which battles are worth fighting yeah. and which ones are just so unimportant that she'll just let him win it, which is a, a nice trick to a nice sustaining relationship. If you're going to be in charge, you yeah. learn which battles to pick. It lends credit to Petunia's intelligence because... I mean, she can't be all that stupid, really. I mean, right. Lily was an exceptionally bright student. And yes, Petunia wasn't magical, but that doesn't mean she's I never thought Petunia was stupid. stupid. No. I never saw her as stupid. She seems she's to, just quiet. Yeah. It's like and she's she tried to make herself stupid. Yeah. <laughs> like, she doesn't want to know the things she knows. Because if she doesn't know them, yeah. they can't hurt her. They can't hurt Dudley. Yeah. Yeah, particularly. Which is interesting because given, I mean, their treatment of Harry (laughs) is horrendous. The cupboard under the stairs, making him their virtual slave. But what they do to Dudley is worse by far. And Dumbledore hits hits it on the nose, though. What they've done to Dudley is far worse than anything they did to Harry. Yeah. I would would find it hard to compare the two. They did what they did to Harry deliberately. Yeah, Yeah, but... I think that's worse because they meant to hurt Harry. They didn't mean to hurt. But Dudley. they still don't I think. think they to me, still don't worse. think they hurt Dudley. They don't see what because of how they turned out. It's easy to say that what they did to Dudley was worse, but it's so easy to see how. Like, how did Harry turn out normal? Like, you know, living under that roof for eleven years. And I mean, how does he have any social skills at all? Is one thing I wonder. Like, <laughs> he's not used to having friends or like speaking to anyone who's nice to him ever. Would have been that poor that like, kid in the back of the classroom just sitting there. Never participating. Because if he did... I I don't know, I think in a... Because he was, like, picked on at school so much. Because, you know, of Dudley's gang. He learned what to say and what not to say around certain people to keep himself safe. So you... Although you don't learn social skills like um, a child who wasn't treated like Harry would be, um, he did learn some understanding of how children interact and how they work. I guess that's true. He probably observed a lot because he <laughs> pretty much had to stay silent most of the time. Mm. Well, I think on that note, 
Um, we'll leave the Dursleys in their little muggle world. <laughs> and Privet Drive. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, well, this is me, Laurie Damrau, saying goodbye. This is Kim saying goodbye, and I have very pretty colored nails thanks to this modcast. Ooh. <laughs> and this is Jason saying, I don't have different colored nails, but thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Mail's here. It's early for mail, isn't it? But I, I never get mail. Let's open it. Mail, the mail's here. Mail time. Oh, great. Thanks. Hello, everyone. Here's the part where we examine your written correspondence to us here at Pottercast. No, your 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 spoken your spoken correspondence. <laughs> you ask us to answer your question, and oh, we do a it? really really bad job of it. No, I think we stay on topic for a few seconds. <laughs> a few seconds. We're on topic for about the first half a minute. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a fair assessment. What is that game like? Where you where you say one thing? Telephone. Yeah, telephone, and then it gets. By the end of the thing, it's something completely different. It's a big game of telephone. Yeah. Well, anyway, I'm I'm Big J over here doing some voicemails again. And my lady friends are also here that forget their names. Who else is here? Sue! Oh, well, that would be me because I'm I'm reading the wrong thing. Because we're supposed to be doing voicemails and I'm on email. So I'm clearly in the wrong segment. So, hello, this is Sue Lost. Oh, Cusey. <laughs> Somebody help me. Help me. And I'm Melissa. And who do we got over there? I'm Kristen. Super K. Who's not sick? Who's not sick? Yay! Yay! Healthy Super K. Yay. All right, Super K. Let's go into the first voicemail. Here we go. Oh, my gosh. Hi, guys. My name's Adam Russo, and I was wondering what you guys thought um, on Ron and Hermione and how they'll be able to help Harry in the next um, book. Okay? Thanks. Pottercast is great. It's the best one out there. Oh, God, this is a whole podcast worth of questions. I know. Here. I know. Jeez. What do we think about Harry? What do we think about Ron and Hermione? I don't know, Kristen. What do we think about Ron and Hermione? Well, what do we think about Ron and Hermione in the book or in the movies? Because as I've stated before, in the movies, I want Harry and Hermione to get together. Because, Dude, in the movies, I'm, I'm with you. They are all over each other in those movies. They already are together outside of the movies. John, aren't, please don't start that. Aren't they dating? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Um, I think they're going to get their act together over the summer and it will be of great help. Ron will be there as like moral support. And also, I mean, he has many skills. And as we all know, Hermione's a genius. So, Well, Ron's already a qualified wizard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Isn't Hermione? Am I insane? Did Hermione turn 17 in September? Yeah, Hermione. Or does she turn 17 in the coming September? No, Hermione's older, isn't she? She's older, remember? So they are two qualified wizards going with him to the Dursleys. Uh-huh. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Evil cackle. They're going to turn some things into pigtails. <laughs> That'd be great. That'd be really cool. Can't wait to see what they do. But um, no, they're, they're going to, I mean, those three sort of make up a, a working whole, you know. Harry's the, the brain, uh, not the brains, he's the, the, the brave, the brawn. Ron. Um, Harry's the brawn? Not the brawn, but like the the, tool? the skill. He's the one. He's the one that has experience fighting these things, uh-huh. and he's the one with the bravery to go into in there and do whatever has to be done. Yeah, if if there was ever an opportunity for Harry to have to disarm something, he'd be right there on the money. John, you're so wrong about this. <laughs> you're so wrong. You keep sticking to this notion that he only knows Expelliarmus. 
That's <laughs> only no Expelliarmus. Well, he doesn't have a point. Or he up when he's fighting and Expelliarmus. And it works. And it yeah. has saved his life. It, Multiple yeah. times. And it got if, Dumbledore. If Harry was under enough stress and he was stuck behind a locked door, he'd try to expel Amos the locked door. <laughs> he probably and, would. And then Hermione would it's, push him out of the way and be like, dude, oh, Amora. Bombarda. Right. Yeah, or Pumparda. It's, it's like a multi-purpose spell. It's good for everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the mm. dang movies, it knocks people out. It's stupefying the movies. It's like, guys, if you wanted to knock out Crum, Cedric, when he's milky-eyed and you do an Expelliarmus, that's not going to knock him out. You need to stupefy him. Yeah, it did sort of what? knock him out in the wait, movie, didn't it? Wait, but it yeah. did, yeah. It wait, worked. John, so, hey, I'm in Harry- the movies. I'm not in the book right now. I can knock him out with an Expelliarmus. And I'm like, oh, Cedric, my bad. I apologize. You're absolutely right. I'm at a loss of where to go from or there. Or maybe, maybe Crum was just so embarrassed from losing his wand that he just painted. Yeah, uh, that's it. That could have been he was it. was so ashamed of getting stuck by Expelliarmus he painted. I think it was reaction to those milky eyeballs. That's all that was. Sucks <laughs> are just... Oh, I'm maybe so you embarrassed. Maybe you get when you're under the Imperious Curse, you paint. Okay, we've got some questions to get through. Hi, guys. Uh, I was just thinking about the, F- the answer to the FAQ, FAQ poll that was on JKR's site, uh, that when a secret keeper dies, that essentially the secret dies with them. So I was wondering, what would prevent Lord Voldemort from creating a horcrey, telling a secret keeper where it's hidden and its location, and then turn around and AK that person, and then the secret of the horcrey dies with them, and he's good to go for all eternity. So just wondered what, why he wouldn't do that. So thanks, bye. Well, that's not a very nice thing to do. <laughs> what, what now? He, she said that if the... What would be the secret? Where his Horcrux is. Because if you uh, die, I, the secret dies with you. Surely so you kill somebody. You know, there's got to be like a trust element to that. You can't just... Okay, you're my secret keeper. Now I'm going to kill you. There, yeah. Yeah. There's that like is, a, that's, it sounds like a loophole, huh? There's got to be a trust yeah. element, loophole. though, between me and the person. <laughs> uh-oh, Joe. Oh, Joe. I'm just saying. Never I'm just saying. Loophole. Well, that person might have to want to be a secret keeper, but I'm sure there's plenty of Death Eaters that sure. would, would literally die to be. I mean, look at Bellatrix. She'd offer her, oh her God, babies yeah. up on a silver platter. She would. I think John should write a fan fiction about this. <gasps> oh, the loophole? Yeah. I don't know. Well, here's something I want. Remember Dumbledore said that Voldemort would want to keep the person who found the Horcrux alive to find out how they found out, you know, and then make them suffer a whatever death? I think Voldemort might be too vain to make sure that nobody can possibly ever find his Horcruxes. He may want somebody because he knows that it would take something superhuman like Harry (laughs) to come and find all of them and kill them. Did anybody else find any parallels between the trials in book six to find the Horcrux going through the cave, finding the invisible bow, going through the crazy poison liquid to grabbing the, the key on the broom Going through the chest match, finding the right potion, moving yes. through the mirror. Yes, yes, yes. I think that was a coincidence or just something she likes to write about. There's or... an element of treasure hunt and adventure finding that is great mm-hmm. for books like these, that that might be why. But I think, John, you might be onto something. I have a little doubts because I, I like you're talking in the first book, like the seven like chess moves, or is that what we're talking no, about? No, I'm just talking or... about everything in general. Just the idea that don't find the stone, don't find the stone. But if you get down there, 
The really clever person could find the stone. She said that Harry has amassed more knowledge than he realizes, but I think that refers to other books. Like, for instance, he has figured out how to get into the Chamber of Secrets. He has seen a brilliant trick like Dumbledore's with the mirror. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he has that in his head to try on different things. You know, he's figured out all this stuff about finding things throughout these books sure. that maybe maybe that's just informing what he's going to end up having to do. I still think it'll be something simple that will ultimately prove to be his downfall. Like what, Sue? I, just all these spells that, I mean, it, it happens in almost every book that something simple that Harry does, whether it's Expelliarmus or something simple, is what ends up saving the day. So this is what I, I think, I mean, Harry can be extraordinary and, and learn all these little tricks, but I think that it's going to be a simple, that Voldemort is so overconfident in his... Oh, I'm still standing by my, my previous theory from, I don't know how many weeks ago, and that the idea that there's going to be a final confrontation and it's not going to be all crazy battle like book five. It's going to be idea that um, it's going to be Harry's, you know, compassion that um, he's going to spend all his time learning about Voldemort's life, Riddle's life through finding the Horcruxes and everything. And he's going to be the one person that will be able to look Voldemort in the eye and not be terrified like everybody else, not be so afraid to not even be able to say his name and even look at the guy. He's going to be looking death in the face and be like, dude, I won't, I'm not going to fight you. I feel bad for you and your, and your life. And Voldemort won't be able to accept someone being so compassionate like that, that he'll try to kill him anyway. And then some kind of magical. But we came at that, there was like a group think talk and we Uh we were like, we figured it out. And I've gone back and and listened to that and I think it's got a lot, I mean, we have to pat ourselves on the back. It's got to be something like that, that that curse comes back, that the rebounding of that curse plays another significant role. Because it'd be full Mm -hmm. circle. That's how messing up the first time in the first book and then that's how we'll close the book. It was Voldemort doing the killing or the attempted killing all along. We're not going to turn Harry into a killer because he wouldn't know how to anyway because he stinks at magic. <laughs> All right, well, do we want to do our next voicemail? Sure. Yep, let's do some more. Hey guys, it's Angela Houseoff here from the Leech Lounge, and I was wondering if you thought that the current absence of Mundungus Fletcher from the Order of the Phoenix film means that the theory of Dung taking the locket from Grimwald Place has been shut down. I know some people think that it has been, but I don't agree. So what are your thoughts? Love each and every episode. Bye. No. 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 Absolutely not. Well, that was fast. Excellent. Yeah. Next uh, question. They, they, they get into this book six, I'm sure, is a nice book, but it has nothing to do with my movie, says the directors. <laughs> says the, that's the moment you want to smack them on the back of the head. Be yeah. like, dang it, every book is important to your movie. Don't you get it? Yeah. I just, I wish just once one of these directors would be as obsessed in the same quality of obsessed we are. We know that Chris Columbus got obsessed with the books. We know Alfonso Cuarón got obsessed. Oh, I don't know. But not the, not the way that we do. Not the way that we try and puzzle out the w- way things are going in, in the series as a whole. Because otherwise there would be things that wouldn't be cut. Right. I think their obsession is they got obsessed with Harry Potter like a fan fiction artist gets obsessed mm-hmm. with Harry Potter. And they're not obsessed with Joe Rowling. What can I turn Harry Potter into? They're not looking. When they make their little changes mm-hmm. and when right. they make their little adjustments to the story to fit their vision of Harry Potter. Those people are people yeah. I have very little patience with. Well, I want people to just uh, not to be obsessed with that. I want, I want them to be obsessed with. Uh, <laughs> people don't need to be obsessed with Harry Potter. People need to respect J.K. Rowling when they're going to make a movie about her material. They need to be obsessed with making sure they get it right, not obsessed with making sure they 
they do something that fits their quality of whatever. You know, they need to be obsessed exactly. with making sure what they're doing fits in with everything else. And, yeah, and I'm sorry, reading another book that comes after your book is not a lot to quantify as an obsession. It's responsible research. I know, Mike Newell said he didn't read book six because in the filming of book four, it wasn't relevant. I know. It wasn't relevant. (laughs) Actually, that quote came out here on on Pottercast. Dude, it did. Yeah. A bum. (laughs) (laughs) A bum. He did a good movie, but uh, come on. How long is it going to take you to read this? Really not. Hell, Musa did it in under 12 hours. 10 hours. Ten hours, yeah, and I'm and I'm almost finished with it. So anybody John. can read that book. <laughs> oh my god, you're a terrible man. <laughs> she says in her southern drawl, "You're a terrible man." Shall we go on? Mm-hmm. Hey, Pottercast, it's Ashley Kaplan from Miami Beach, Florida. I don't know if it was mentioned or if you discussed it, but what house is Dumbledore in, and does his house represent who he is? Love your show. Have a great night. Bye. Gryffindor. He's got to be. Oh, yeah. He's so shocked. Did she ever say that? It's Dumbledore's own house. We learned about it in book one. Oh, that's right. Hermione says in, in book one. All right. Well, then we'll click. Because if one person left this, vo- this voicemail, then a lot of people out here don't know it. So, yes, it's been said that it's Gryffindor. Uh, I love it that there's new Harry Potter fans at this point. Sure. That, that haven't read them a thousand times yet. And you that's can't fun. remember. Ev- you can't remember everything. Here's my question about Dumbledore. Okay. The ring he's wearing. Why does he wear the Horcrux ring? Why? What would possess him to want to wear that around? Because he's in love with Tom Riddle. <laughs> uh, no, I wait swear. Didn't they say the crest might be his or something? I read something somewhere that the crest was traceable back to a certain crest, and it might be somebody send me send me mm-hmm. this out there if you if you have it. Something about the crest and how it might be his family. And Joe did say that his family was worth investigating. Well, maybe that was it. Interesting. He has been more into Tom Riddle than anybody in his entire life, including Harry Potter. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's really mm-hmm. true. Good point. He has been more obsessed mm-hmm. with that man than anybody else. Could he be Godric's heir? Oh, oh yeah. I mean, because that's I, didn't we decide yeah. that, or isn't the theory that um, Fox belonged actually belonged to Godric? To yeah. Godric Gryffindor. So wouldn't that, that make would, sense? That would make sense. That and it would make sense that his his you know. I don't know. A lot mm-hmm. would make sense. That he's, that's well, why he's also, the most powerful. Why is he held on mm-hmm. to that sword if he wasn't going to teach Harry how to use it? Other than possibly it is a trinket of his family uh, line. Yeah. Well, he did say that a trinket of God of Godric Gryffindor's had to be kept safe because Voldemort would be after it. Right. So I think that was it. But that still could be. And I mean, he had uh, there's display. something about his crest. He didn't hide it. People out there, I know you know something about it. There is something about Dumbledore, the crest on that ring that has been mm. researched. Please find it and send us the link. Yeah. On that note, let's wrap this up. Sue, how can they get to us if they want to leave us a voicemail? If you would like to contact any of us here at Pottercast, you can use <laughs> on Skype and contact us at Pottercast or in voicemail in the U.S. You can phone one seven zero two four two five three two five nine. That's one seven zero two four two leaky. <laughs> And in the UK, don't do it. Don't do it. Stop it, John. Stop it. <laughs> Sue is Anti-plus hanging on by. Anti-plus. I'm having. I'm having play on words. Deja in the Zoo. Up, it's zero two zero one. Plus. Oh no! Oh, no! no it's in, in the UK, it's zero two zero seven one nine three 
888-242-2872. Or you can email us the old-fashioned way here at staff at powdercast.com. Or even more old-fashioned way, get out your quills and write us at P.O. Box 40559, Staten Island, New York, 10304. Attention, Leaky Cauldron. Attention, Melissa. Attention, <laughs> the Plus King, Burrito Boy, whatever you want to do. <laughs> the Plus King. <laughs> Dude, there's going to be a little plush doll of John, and you're going to push the stomach, and it's going to go plus, 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 plus. Press the first. Actually, there should be like the, like, like the Potter Potter song, but it should be John going plus, 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 plus. Here's the mail. It never fails. It makes me want to wag my tail. When it comes, I want to wail. We're back. Oh, we're back. I love these drums. Don't you guys love these drums? I do. <laughs> Sue, how's your microphone? Awesome. You sound really good. It's rocking. I love we, it. Sue and I, and soon, soon, John, yes. might sound a little better this week, we, we hope. Mm-hmm. Um, we just, I have to give a shout out. Um, uh, we got uh, these, these blue, these snowball blue microphones. If you've ever heard of them, you know what we're talking about. But we got them for a big discount from a friend at, over at podsafegear.com, Paul Puri. So thank you, Paul. We appreciate thank you, Paul. it. Podsafegear.com. And on that site, there are links to his podcasts and everything. Um, he's and he's also, in addition, a really cool guy. So these microphones oh. are really cool. I just gotta mm-hmm. say, they're just like retro hip cool, and I dig yeah. it. And we're cool. trying to get it sorted because it picks up everything. Yes. Yeah. The radiator last week—that was because of that mic. <laughs> and I'm yeah. still trying to figure out how to not sound like I'm in an auditorium. I gotta make like insulation and all this stuff. But the yeah. sound that you get in and trade-off for that is just so much better. Yeah. That. Anyway. So what's uh, coming next week? Podcast 34. be a fun week. It might be our call-in show. It could be our call-in show. It um, could be. Or when's our impersonation contest coming? That's coming soon, too. Oh, no. Impersonation let's contest, game shows. Okay. Let's, yeah. let's, give, let's, mm-hmm. let's, let's Let's have a vote for the order that they want that stuff. Oh, no, but I, want, I want people to start sending in their impersonations. Yeah, let's okay, do that. I'm ready for that. I'm, I'm excited for that. Give us your best okay. impersonation of Melissa. No. No. And of no. Sue. Well, there's only one thing that they're going to say. Oh, God, yeah. Do an impersonation of a character from the books or from the movies. Leave it on our voicemail box or send it in to us in, in email at uh, staff at pottercast.com. Okay. So what are the numbers where you can... In the U.S., phone 1-702-425-3259. That's 1-702-42-LEAKY. In the U.K., plus. Plus. 020-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-
No, no, no. But you get something. I think it was under thirty dollars last time. Was the yeah. pl- was the the price limit, and she got to pick whatever, whatever she wanted from the cauldronshop.com, and we got it for her. Yeah, that's cool. Um, I have a fun little idea. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not really my idea because we talked about this already. How about for Pottercast 34, instead of your regular lovely fan interview segment, we 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 um we hear more from more fans than we normally do it. Like we've done a couple. Like of we've times. done a few times. Let's let's have everybody call in with a specific voicemail response while while you're sitting there doing your impersonations. Let us know what you think of a particular topic. Let's pick that topic. Nothing about Horcruxes, nothing about Snape. No. I'm done. And, and see, How about and, the title of Book 7 or something? You know? I mean, well, we were just talking about Joe's site or... Um, the chess game. The chess game. Oh, the seven moves. What importance, if any, do you think that chess game has in the larger scope of the seventh book in the series? Yes. And oh, I, I know a, a, a particular theory. handful of Potter fans that have a lot to say about that. Yes, they I'll do. be very it's disappointed really... if I don't, we don't hear from her. <laughs> Millie and Lizard laugh. Yes. Yes. Even though their theory was quote unquote pawned, P W N E D, that yeah. particular s- smidgen of net speak that is everywhere. Um, well, <laughs> their but theory there's... was shot down by Joe. Yeah. Shot down through the heart. Oh, wait, do but I want to do that one? Just one aspect of it, though. They were talking about the time travel part, right? That's the part that got shut down. Not this, the not the seven moves for seven of for the seven books, right? Right. But the theories that they were coming up with because no. of those seven moves had to do with the. It was all very, very amazingly well thought out. If you have any yes. idea, if you don't know, this is the um, Knight K N I G H T number two K I N G dot net. So they have a lot to say about the chessboard. So if you guys are proponents of that theory, we want to hear from you. Yes. But we want to hear from any of you who have anything to say about the chess game and what it had to do with the rest of the series. Yes. Is it a foreshadow of how the war will play out? Is it just for fun? Is it just make good reading and good watching in a movie? What do you think? Is it just adventure? Send those to regular voicemails, record yourself on your cute little sound recorder programs and mail those in however you want to do it. Right. Cool with us. Absolutely. We will air those that's, that's as many theory. as you send next week. Cool. Okay. Then let's get out of here, huh? Yeah. Rock on. Sounds okay, good. What to do all of a sudden? Yeah. yeah suddenly, suddenly we have things about, to do. <laughs> about a few listener challenges for you. Bam. No. No. No more. Bam. Not no. right now. We have enough to do. I'm going to do a little fan art challenge. Oh, but we're, we're kind we of... We didn't get nearly enough fan art challenges it, for the last couple of weeks, so I'm disappointed, yeah. guys. Yeah, makes me sad. I am, too. Mm. Oh, well. Okay. Well, let's do it. Is that, okay. is that the end of the show? I think it's How do you think we did this week, guys? It might have been the best part. Oh, don't! I'm there. that best! No! <laughs> You're done. You set I'm it up. I'm trying to set up myself. The, the, joke's, the joke is way old. Nobody's appreciating it anymore, but you set it up so beautifully. Do you think I do this for anybody but myself? You, you have another thing huh? coming. If you think I'm going to do that joke for anybody but me. Well, then you got to get it in there, man. You can't let it hang like that. I hang for all point two seconds. I do agree with you. That was probably the best podcast 33 we've ever done this week so does it make you feel better to just say it, it does anyway? it does you know okay then i'll let you have that small joy okay no 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 <laughs> i just took your thing you happy <laughs> so now you're you're reverting to making fun of me <laughs> you just want to make fun of me you said i wasn't, I wasn't even making funny. fun of you i wasn't mimicking you i was doing your thing yeah. i wasn't doing my well, thing that was the best way i could do your thing so i wasn't mimicking okay that was you making fun you of my attempt to mota <laughs> Way to go. Way to make fun of me. Alright, I don't want to bicker with John anymore. Let's let's Melissa Sparks let's... and Ellie. Oh, don't. <laughs> I got called that enough for one day. Alright, boys and girls. my life. Thing. Let's go, guys. Let's leave. Yay, no. Yay. Sad. Goodbye. We love you. Thanks, thanks for downloading. Why? <laughs> in my.
Hey, Italian. it's not Valentine's Day. Yeah. You know, I used to do that when I was little. I used to go up to like my family and, and, and friends and stuff and say hello instead of like giving them a kiss on the cheek or a hug. I would go, Mwah! And, <laughs> and it became a thing. So when I hear you do that, Sue, it always makes me chuckle. Yeah. Aww. I, always, I also used to go, Mozzarella. <laughs> mozzarella. Just for fun. <laughs> That's Sorry. a fun word to say. Cheese, mozzarella. mozzarella. If you can't say it like that, then just we can't yeah. be friends. Well, that's right. Bye. Okay. <laughs> Let's do it. Right. Bye, everybody. We've missed it. I confess myself disappointed. Now, if you don't mind, I'm going to bed. Great, Scott. No wonder. Look at the time. We've been here nearly four hours. Spooky how the time flies when one's having fun. <laughs> Um, um, and, um, um, from, and, um, 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 <laughs> yes, I don't know, uh, anything, uh, no, I, when you're, when you, um, oh my, um, um, yeah, for sure, be cool, yeah, because, hello, hello. And we're back, I, 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 it. <sighs> Melissa, darling. Perfect. Thank you, Paul. It's worth it. Um, oh, no, 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 no. Two. Plus. Plus. <laughs> plus. Two, or, I'm sorry. Uh, um, it's like we're talking to you. We're talking to you. End of story. Goodbye. The end.